Aging Matters on WERA is brought to you in part by Synergy Home Care. Synergy Home Care provides premier in-home care for you or your loved one throughout Northern Virginia, including personal care, homemaker services, companion and memory care, and transportation. Call 703-558-3435 or visit SynergyHomeCare.com for more information. Synergy Home Care will find a care solution to meet your needs. Good afternoon and welcome to Aging Matters on Arlington Independent Media's community radio station, WERA Arlington, 96.7 FM. I'm Cheryl Beversdorf, your host. Medicare is our country's federal health insurance program for people over age 65 and provides insurance coverage for hospital and medical services and approved prescription drugs. The Medicare enrollment period, which ends December 7th, is the annual opportunity for Medicare beneficiaries to evaluate their current coverage and determine what changes may be needed to meet their needs. Today, I have two guests. The first is Michelle Thomas, coordinator of Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program, also known as VICAP. VICAP is housed within Arlington County's Area Agency on Aging. My other guest is Mary Beth Donahue, President and CEO of Better Medicare Alliance, a research and advocacy organization that supports Medicare Advantage. Michelle will provide information about Medicare and its basic parts and how beneficiaries can enroll. She'll also tell us about VICAP services. Mary Beth will explain different types of Medicare Advantage plans and what to know when choosing the right plan. So welcome, Michelle and Mary Beth, and thank you for joining me today. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. Michelle, let's start with you. We just need some basic information. Usually everybody who might be listening to this program would know what Medicare is, but give us kind of an overview. What is Medicare and who qualifies for the program? And as part of that, indicate, for example, if people who are not citizens in this country, if they would qualify. And then add to that why enrollment before age 65 is so important. So Medicare is a federal government health insurance system that helps millions of seniors and people with disabilities pay for their health care. It's available regardless of income, the state of an individual's health, or where someone lives nationwide. Medicare beneficiaries may receive insurance benefits for hospital, medical services, and approved prescription drug coverage. Current and past health diagnoses don't bear anyone from receiving Medicare coverage. Generally, Medicare is available for individuals 65 years of age and older, people that are younger than the age of 65 with disabilities as deemed by Social Security Administration to include end-of-stage renal disease, which is permanent kidney failure, and also Lou Gehrig's disease. Medicare Part A and B um, are two different parts of Medicare. It's also coined original Medicare. Uh, So Part A is hospital insurance, Part B is in boy. I wanna clarify that B is in boy is for medical insurance. And then 
you're eligible for premium Part A if you're 65 years of age and older and you or your spouse has worked and paid Medicare taxes for at least 10 years. So an individual could get Medicare Part A as an apple at the age of 65 without having to pay any premiums if they've received retirement benefits from Social Security or the Railroad Retirement Board. Um, they're also eligible to receive Social Security or Railroad benefits, but if they haven't filed for them yet, um, then they could be eligible for premium-free Part A. And then the other category is if an individual or their spouse has had Medicare coverage um, through government employment as well. It's also very important to know that um, people before they turn 65 years of age should enroll in Medicare to avert the late enrollment penalty. What most people don't know is that the late enrollment penalty is for the life of Medicare. That means that even if they enroll after their age 65, then there's a penalty? Yes. Absolutely. So if a person doesn't have what's called creditable coverage, which means that uh, some individuals have coverage through their spouse or they port it over. We counsel a lot of individuals who are federal retirees and have what's called FEHB. Um, that would be considered a creditable coverage. Or if they were in the military and they have VA benefits called TRICARE, um, that would be considered creditable coverage as well. So if an individual doesn't have creditable coverage and they're enrolling in Medicare later, that's where um, the lifetime penalty would come into play. Now, I do want to speak to, if I can, about the residents. Um, so residents of, <clears throat> excuse me, of the United States, including citizens and permanent residents, are eligible for premium-free Medicare Part A if they've also worked the 40 quarters or the 10 years that I mentioned earlier in jobs where they've had to pay for Medicare payroll taxes and they're at least 65 years of age and older. Legal immigrants who are age 65 years of age and older who don't have work history can purchase Medicare Part A uh, after they reside in the U.S. for at least five continuous years. Okay. And in terms of the parts of Medicare, you mentioned already A and B. There's also C and D. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Um, so just to reiterate, Medicare Part A is the hospital insurance, and it helps to cover um, inpatient care in a hospital or limited time at a skilled nursing facility, also known as a SNF. Medicare Part B, as in boy, is the medical insurance, and it helps to pay for services from doctors and other healthcare providers. It includes outpatient care, home health care, durable medical equipment, also known as DME, and then some preventative services. And then there's the Medicare Advantage plans, also known as Medicare Part C, as in CAT, it includes all the benefits and services covered under original Medicare, A and B as in boy. You can add a prescription drug uh, plan. It doesn't always come with that. And then Medicare Advantage plans have additional benefits. 
I like to call them bundled, like vision or hearing or dental. It just all depends on the plan. And then there's the Medicare Part D as in David or drug, which is the Medicare prescription drug plan. And that helps to cover the cost of prescription drugs. And we're going to be talking about those um, a little bit later as well. But I wanted to direct the next question to both of you. And Michelle, we'll start with you. I mentioned in the introduction about the Medicare open enrollment season. Explain what that is and why the period between October 15th and December 7th is really, really important to beneficiaries. So we'll start with you, Michelle, and then um, Mary Beth, we'd like to get your response as well. Um, So the Medicare open enrollment period is now, at the time of this recording, it's held annually. It spans between October 15th and December 7th, and it's the time for Medicare beneficiaries to be able to assess their health coverage. State health insurance and assistance programs can assist by counseling beneficiaries and their caregivers or loved ones on how to navigate tools like the Medicare Plan Finder or how to sort through their health and drug plans. Um, So if they're seeking resources on how to obtain discounts for high prescription drug costs, we help with that. During and outside of open enrollment, we also help individuals research patient assistance programs to help reduce a person's healthcare costs and encourage people to work with our team to ensure their drugs are covered by their prescribed physician. Over the course of the past 30 days, within the open enrollment period and while it's still underway, our team has been able to save Medicare beneficiaries up to $70,000 on the change in enrollment in prescription drug benefits and the enrollment into Medicaid, extra help, and also patient assistance programs. I recently counseled a client who has Medicare Part D as in David who's low income and was prescribed a new prescription that wasn't on her formulary. um, And it was a prescription that she couldn't afford. The sticker price was about $10,000 a year. And so we sorted through several patient assistance programs and identified one that best met her needs. And so with the approval of the patient assistance program, the drug is going to now be covered at 100% in 2023. And so this is one of the the reasons why it's critical to be able to conduct an annual review or assessment during the open enrollment period. I really agree with everything that Michelle has said and just to, you know, come behind her, Cheryl, and for folks who may not be familiar with, you know, Medicare Advantage, it's, a program that's also available to seniors to choose to either go, um, you know, into Medicare or to go into Medicare Advantage, and it also does have a prescription drug benefit. And you know, there's um, 64 million Americans who are enrolled in Medicare, and roughly there's 29 million in Medicare Advantage. So. It's sometimes, you know, helpful to see that about 46% of the Medicare population um, does choose to go into Medicare Advantage. And so it's during this enrollment season where they're making that choice. And, you know, what is really important during this open enrollment period 
is for those seniors to be really taking a close look at their options and knowing that, you know, it's their choice to um, either if they're go- looking at Medicare Advantage plans to switch plans, it doesn't mean you have to be in the same plan um, or if they're maybe needing a certain benefit that might because of their health might have um, changed that maybe there might be a benefit that's available to them in Medicare Advantage that because of their health change that they need to switch from Medicare to Medicare Advantage. So it's just really important for seniors to know that they can be active choosers and um, that they can know that there's lots of choices for them in Medicare and Medicare Advantage. And that obviously there's resources and individuals out there, which I know we'll be talking about later. Well, and to that point, Mary Beth, I'm going to ask you another question. I heard you already say about their health condition changes or whatever. Is there other considerations that Medicare beneficiaries might want to also consider uh, when choosing the best coverage options uh, during open enrollment? And I'm going to get back to you, Michelle, as well. But I'd like to ask Mary Beth first, health changes, anything else? Sure. Um, Yeah, your health change, also your, you know, financial needs, um, your, um, you know, physicians, sometimes, um, you may um, have a certain, you know, physician that their, you know, practice um, might have closed and you need a new doctor. And so you may need to identify, um, you know, a new, new doctor or maybe because of a certain health issue that evolved, you might need to, you know, identify, um, you know, a new um this happened with, you know, one of my parents, um, they had, you know, a certain um, health issue that developed. So they were needing to identify um, a new um, you know, cardiologist. And so there's lots of different changes. And so you don't want to just, you know, stay with the um, same plan all the time. Um, and you want to just be able to, you know, take a look. And this is why, you know, over time, the government's extended the open enrollment period so seniors can be the active choosers and have the flexibility. You know, as Michelle pointed out, it's October 15th to December 7th, where they've extended over a period of time. So they have that flexibility um, to have time with their, you know, whether or not it's their families or other people who help them as a resource to make these decisions. Michelle, anything you want to add to that? Perhaps since you have, uh, VICAP has direct contact with folks, other possible reasons that folks are considering when trying to figure out the best coverage option? Yes. And I love uh, Mary Beth's response uh, because choosing and checking to see if doctors are still in a plans network is very, very, very important. So we encourage people to ask their physician if they still accept their insurance um, because when beneficiaries go out of network, it may follow with a hefty price tag. And we've seen that um, as well. 
We do encourage people to check to see if their prescriptions are still on the plan's formulary. Each year, plans can change, and they have changed, and they do change the list of drugs um, that they may have once covered. So, for example, you know, a person's drug may have been covered in 20, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2022, but it will not be covered in 2023. And we like to work with people to um, help them notice those changes that are coming down the pike. We also encourage people to take a look at the plan's deductibles and other out-of-pocket costs that also factor into the total costs, going back to Mary Beth's point about the financial perspective that people um, should consider when choosing each plan. Each year, plans can also change the cost of coverage, and sometimes that happens. Um, so it's important to make that assessment on the original Medicare side and also on the Medicare Advantage side of the house so that people can make informed decisions when they're um, selecting the best choice that works for their own personal situation. Um, we do know and we do let folks know that some plans offer the extra benefits like vision and hearing or dental coverage because we get those questions as well. And um, we wanna make sure we're of course making sure People are asking, calling the plans, taking a look at the annual notice of change or explanation of benefits to see whether the coverage that's going to be offered is basic or if it's you know comprehensive. So again, the beneficiary can be uh, informed. We do also encourage people to check their eligibility for benefit programs during this time, Cheryl, because Medicaid, if you're not aware, covers covers a part of Medicare's co-pays and also deductibles. So our team uh, has come across beneficiaries who may face financial challenges and uh, with the way of the economy that has also taken an uptick. And so that means that they may be having trouble paying for their health care. And so looking at programs like extra help and also the Medicare savings program is vitally important for us to do at this time because again, the uh, Medicare savings programs helps to cover a portion of their Medicare co-pays and deductibles. And then on the extra help side of the house through Social Security, the extra help program helps to reduce their prescription drug out-of-pocket costs. Um, so if people have questions, they can um, connect with our program and uh, we'll look at a totality. We like to call it a holistic view, if you will, of their total situation so that they're making an informed decision uh, based on their personal situation. Okay, well, and that's very helpful. And we're going to talk about the savings plan a little bit later and also get some information about how to contact the the VICAP program, uh, I want to just get a little bit back in terms of coverage and go to you, Mary Beth, and as to helping us understand how can beneficiaries determine whether their existing Part C or D plan will will meet their needs in, in the coming year? That's It's actually a great question because it really captures a lot of what we were just discussing and sort of sums it up. And appreciate what we, Michelle and I were just discussing. 
um, as far as what we were highlighting in the open enrollment. And, you know, basically I think what beneficiaries really need, you know, to look at is when they look at what changes the plans could be making, they look, they want to just prioritize what the premiums and co-pays could be and then um, what the providers may be in their network. And then it's what we were saying about, are there any new or additional benefit offerings? So it really just prioritizes those you know, areas. And then you know, they also wanna be able to see what else you know, might be available. You know, on the Medicare Advantage side, and this might seem overwhelming, but there's, you know, over 40 Medicare Advantage plans that they can choose from, but that allows them choices. And so that's where it's just really important to be able to take a look to see of those choices, what those plans have for what they're looking for. Again, in those areas I just highlighted about those existing, you know, part C or D plans of the premiums and the providers in the network or the benefits, you know, what they're um, looking for because they want, you want choice and that spurs competition. And when you have competition that ultimately drives down cost and, you know, ultimately creates creativity among the benefits that are offered. And that's a good segue. I think that maybe listeners would really appreciate hearing exactly what are Medicare Advantage plans. These are the people that are part of the alliance, the organization that you represent. What benefits do Medicare Advantage plans offer? And and let's also talk about what the disadvantages are so people kind of understand as they're making these uh, choices. Sure, Cheryl. Thanks for the question. Um, so as I mentioned, again, you know, Medicare Advantage plans um, right now are there for 29 million um, seniors. And again, that is just about 46% of um, seniors in, of the Medicare population, just to give that perspective. And they cover Medicare hospital and medical benefits like the fee-for-service Medicare that Michelle was speaking to. But the difference is enrollees can choose a plan that you know works for them. They're not put into a plan. It's their choice. It's based on the network of doctors and the cost and the benefits. And usually the plans include prescription drug coverage as well as extra benefits. And those are the you know, vision, dental, hearing that Michelle and I were both speaking to that sometimes are not covered by fee-for-service Medicare. So that might be a difference why if somebody has those needs, they might choose to go into Medicare Advantage. And then also um, sometimes the, in Medicare Advantage, there can be a lower cost burden um, for seniors. And there's a fact um, in research that we've shown that seniors can save up to 2000 a year um, in being on Medicare Advantage. Um, 
and you know, there's always trade-offs whenever you're in any kind of plan, you know, if you're, you know, bi-coastal. So if, you know, lots of people may spend a year living in, you know, two different locations in the country. And so there you might want to be, you know, part of a regional network of doctors and hospitals. And sometimes that just may not, you know, work for you depending on what, you know, plan you're in. So you then have to figure out, you know, do you have to contract with out-of-network providers? Um, And then you might need to look at other Medicare options. Okay, well, we're going to take a short break right now, and we'll be talking more about the uh, the types of Medicare Advantage plans and other information that you need to know about Medicare. And by the way, if you tuned in late, we are talking with Michelle Thomas, who is the coordinator of Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistant Program, and Mary Beth Donahue, who is the president and CEO of Better Medicare Alliance. And you are listening to WERA Arlington 96.7 FM. We'll be right back. Aging Matters on WERA is brought to you in part by Synergy Home Care. Synergy Home Care provides premier in-home care for you or your loved one throughout Northern Virginia, including personal care, homemaker services, companion and memory care, and transportation. Call 703-558-3435 or visit SynergyHomeCare.com for more information. Synergy Home Care will find a care solution to meet your needs. Welcome back. We are having a really interesting discussion about Medicare, and we have two very special guests today, Michelle Thomas, who is the coordinator of Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program, and Mary Beth Donahue, president and CEO of Better Medicare Alliance. And Mary Beth, before the break, you gave us an overview of the Medicare Advantage plans, but what we need to know is, are there different types of Medicare Advantage plans? Uh, how do they vary? And gosh, with all this information, how do beneficiaries know which is best for them? So yes, there are a few different kinds of Medicare Advantage plans. The ones that are most notable are HMOs, health maintenance organizations, um, PPOs, preferred provider organizations, and SNPs, special need plans. And um, it really depends on where you live, um, on where you have access to these plans. Um, And it's in the rare case that none of these plan types are available. Um, An HMO plan is the type of Medicare Advantage plan that generally provides healthcare coverage exclusively from doctors and other healthcare providers or hospitals um, in a plan's network um, and except in cases of emergencies. And most HMOs um, will require you to get a referral from your primary care um, doctor for specialist care. A PPO plan is a Medicare Advantage plan that has a network of doctors, specialist hospitals, and other healthcare providers that you can use. But it also lets you see out-of-network providers, but usually for a higher cost. And then the SNPs, the special need plans, provide benefits and services to people with specific diseases, certain healthcare needs, or who also have Medicare coverage. And there are some other Medicare Advantage plan types, but um, the ones that I just mentioned are the ones that you see most often. 
And then to that point, Mary Beth, it sounds like you've explained already in terms of eligibility requirements to sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan. Are they specific based on the type of the plan that you just described, these three? Or is there some kind of generic uh, eligibility requirements as well as you know the specific ones that you talked about? Just wanted to understand that. Sure. No. Um, good question. If you're eligible for Medicare, then you are eligible for Medicare Advantage, but you do have to take the active step of signing up for the plan, and now is the time to do that. Um, if you do nothing at enrollment time, then you'll default into future service Medicare. And more than 99% of Americans live in areas with access to at least one Medicare Advantage plan. And there are a few limited areas of the country, for example, most in Alaska, where you may not have that option. Um, So again, we encourage everyone to go to medicare.gov and talk to or or talk to a source they trust, whether it's 1-800-MEDICARE, a licensed agent or broker, or an expert like Michelle, if you don't mind me saying that, Michelle, (laughs) um, to choose a coverage option that fits their unique needs and desires. Okay. Well, that helps us get an overview of the Medicare Advantage plan. There are other types of plans as well. So Michelle, I'm going to come back to you. Explain to our listeners what a Medicare supplement insurance plan is. And just in terms of different names, Mm -hmm. is that the same as Medigap? Uh, So Medigap and Medicare supplement insurance are synonymous. Uh, Medigap insurance policies offer standardized benefits that are sold by private insurance companies that work with original Medicare, not Medicare Advantage, and they help to fill in certain gaps. Um, So although original Medicare pays for many things, it does not cover the cost for all of the covered health care services and supplies. In order to purchase a Medigap policy, beneficiaries must have original Medicare, so that's Medicare Part A, and Medicare Part B is in boy. The best time to purchase a Medigap policy is a six-month open enrollment period that starts the first day of the month a person turns um, 65 years of age or older and is also, again, enrolled in Part B as in boy. So generally, um, The State Health Insurance and Assistance Program, where I work, offers coaching and guidance around questions that beneficiaries should at least think about asking when looking for Medigap policies and ways to compare the different types of policies that exist, because there are a lot out there. So for example, we let beneficiaries know um, that they can ask targeted questions around whether a company will refuse to sell them or their loved one a Medigap policy based on their health status or other questions um, could include, you know, what factors uh, the company may consider when quoting them different rates. You know, are the premiums age attained where the premiums increase by age or are they community rated, meaning everyone pays the same premium regardless of their age. Um, So there are so many things to consider under the umbrella of Medigap policies, but beneficiaries who are interested in learning more about that can contact State Health Insurance and Assistance Program for guidance. 
And that's that's the same as VICAP, is that yes. correct? Yes. And as I said, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But um, since VICAP is only located in Virginia, yes. there might be similar types of organizations like yours around the country. That's correct. And do people or listeners really need to understand exactly what Medigap covers? I'm kind of trying to get a sense of how they will know if, if they need a Medigap plan. There's so much information mm-hmm. here. I just was wondering. Mm-hmm. Great question. So Medigaps uh, can eliminate most of the costs for Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B as in boy out-of-pocket costs. Um, generally speaking, under Medicare, a beneficiary is responsible for a portion of the cost after deductibles. Um, a person's Medigap insurance may pay for a portion of their coinsurance, their co-pays, and other costs that they owe. It just all depends. Um, Medigaps provide some long-term care coverage as well for those who may not be aware of that. So with Medicare, a person Um, can get a limited number of coverage days for their hospital stays, time in a skilled nursing facility, or a SNF. Um, So, for example, after surgery or for rehabilitation services or after a fall, um, it may be possible to obtain coverage that way. And then, for those who may not know, Medigaps also cover healthcare needs when traveling abroad. So, again, Medigaps coupled with original Medicare can help to um, to do that. Pricing depends on where you're going. It also depends on the age, a person's age, and how long they're going to be traveling. Um, and then on the other hand, retirees who are covered by their group health plan, um, when we counsel them, and of course, you know, benef- uh, beneficiaries who have Medicaid, those two types of policies, so group health plans and Medicaid, serve as a person's Medigap policy. So in essence, if, if a person anticipates incurring a large amount of healthcare expenses in the form of co-pays, co-insurances, and deductibles, a Medigap policy may be a good idea and something to consider exploring. And additionally, if a person travels, it may be helpful to know that the Medigap lifetime limit for coverage when traveling abroad is about $50,000. If more coverage is needed, you know, travel insurance comes into play. However, those are some of the reasons a person may want to consider purchasing a Medigap policy that's sold through private insurance brokers. So many things to consider here. Wow. To that point, I was going to ask another question. This time, Mary Beth, let's talk about how beneficiaries uh, can find health care providers who accept Medicare? Because I think that's a real concern for people. They want to make sure that if they want to go to a particular uh, physician, uh, that person will accept Medicare. So can you explain to us how that beneficiaries can get that information? This is a really important question, Cheryl, because while most doctors accept fee-for-service Medicare, not all do. Um, The Kaiser Family Foundation reports that nearly 10,000 doctors have opted out of fee-for-service Medicare, um, the largest share of which are psychiatrists. So if beneficiaries are unsure whether your doctor accepts Medicare, ask them before you book them for an appointment. 
In Medicare Advantage, your plan will have a provider directory that allows you to search for doctors, hospitals, and specialists that are in network. And you may wish to still call the physician office just to confirm their in-network status. I'm assuming that if somebody decides uh, to go to a provider that doesn't accept Medicare, they will have to pay out of pocket, correct? Well, yes. Well, Medicare, um, you know, is not free. That is, you know, a common misconception. You know, typically at a minimum, you will owe the Medicare Part B premium regardless you know, of how you choose your benefits. So, you know, like on average, you know, for 2023, they're saying um, these are um, government numbers. The premium on average is about 165 a month, um, which is just deducted from your social security check. Um, That's for Medicare. So if you have fee-for-service Medicare with a separate prescription drug plan, you'll pay a premium for that Um, prescription drug plan as well. Um, And then uh, Michelle spoke earlier about the cost for purchasing supplemental Medigap coverage. For seniors who enroll in Medicare Advantage, you can enroll in a zero premium plan with integrated prescription drug coverage. And in those plans, you may still pay a premium, a Part B premium like everyone else, but um, you may also not have any other monthly bill. It depends, again, on the plan that you sign up for, or you may have a copay. Again, it depends on the plan that you sign up for. And I did mention earlier that um, the Medicare, Medicaid agency, CMS, has put out survey data that shows that Medicare Advantage beneficiaries can save on average up to $2,000 a year on their premiums and out-of-pocket costs um, by being in Medicare Advantage, you know, depending on the plan that they choose. Okay. Well, Michelle, a little earlier, uh, you had mentioned about Medicare savings programs, and uh, I was just wondering if you could expand a little bit on what those are, because there might be people who can't afford to enroll in Medicare. So tell us a little bit more about financial assistance uh, availability and and eligibility qualifications. The Medicare Savings Programs, also known as MSP as in Paul, a lot of acronyms in Medicare, um, can help to pay for the Part A and Part B as in boy premiums. In order to qualify for a Medicare savings program, an individual must meet certain income and asset thresholds. Um, The entry point to Medicare savings program is Medicaid, but the income threshold is higher for a Medicare savings program versus full Medicaid. So similarly, there's another program. I mentioned the extra help program earlier which is offered through Social Security Administration. It's also called the Low Income Subsidy, or LIS, another acronym that helps to pay for um, some to most of the out-of-pocket costs for the Medicare prescription drug coverage. So if someone is enrolled in Medicaid, SSI, or Medicare Savings Program, 
an individual may then automatically qualify for extra help, which again helps to pay for Medicare's Part D, as in David, premiums. It helps to lower the cost of prescription drug coverage, which uh, you know can be a hefty expense for some, especially individuals that we work with that just may have or receive Social Security income. Um, and I, it's also important to know for those who may not be aware if a person is eligible and qualifies for the extra help benefit, it helps to eliminate the Part D as in David late enrollment penalty, that lifetime enrollment penalty that I mentioned earlier, um, because it provides that special enrollment period once per calendar quarter. Um, and it's a great it's a great benefit. It helps to save beneficiaries up to five thousand um, fifty one hundred dollars for this year um, of drug benefits, and so that's a huge savings, a huge cost savings. We like to uh, think about you know in the program about ways to help people reduce their out of pocket expenses. And Michelle, where can listeners learn about these Medicare savings programs? Is there a website mm-hmm. or? A great question. So for the extra help benefit, um, we do walk people through at the ssa.gov website. Uh, that is the entry point. The application is online. However, our team is very well versed in helping people to um start and uh, complete those applications. We also provide extensive follow through to make sure um, that, you know, their application is turned around in a timely fashion, timely meaning uh, 30 days to six weeks. So ssa.gov is the website uh, that we refer people to or actually take people to to enroll in the extra help benefit that helps to save them about $5,100 a year on their Part D out-of-pocket costs. And you said FSA? Social Security Administration, SSA.GOV as in Victor. Okay, okay, because I I wasn't hearing what that was, and I just wanted to make sure that um, folks understood what what that website was. I wanted to turn to both of you, and Michelle, since we're talking with you right now and learn from you, and then I'll come back to Mary Beth, what is new with Medicare in 2023, and and where can beneficiaries learn more about these new provisions? Absolutely. Thank you. There are a lot of new um, things coming down the pike in Medicare for 2023. Uh, the first that I would like to call people's attention to are the rates. Every year, Medicare rates increase, and I'd like to share what those rates are in addition to some other things that are coming down the pike starting in January of 2023. Um, So Part A is an apple. Uh, Part A is an apple's rates are going to change for next year. Uh, And for folks who have worked less than 30 quarters, if they are not eligible for premium-free Part A, Um, There is a a fee of $506 per month uh, that people should be aware of. And then if they've worked uh, 30 to 39 quarters, the fee reduces for Part A down to $278 a month. Part B is in boy for next year in 2023 is going to decrease 
by $5.20. Uh, so it's going to decrease to $164.90. The annual deductible for Medicare Part B as in boy um, will also decrease by $7 and go down to $226 in 2023. And then the rates, the premiums for Part C um, in 2023 range, they're going to range between $0 up to $139 a month. Similarly, for Part D as in drug or David, the monthly premium is going to range between $5 and $107 per month, so $107. The Part D deductible is going to rise to $550 a year. A couple of other things I'd like to call attention to. Um, so starting in January of 2023, people who enroll in the later months of their initial enrollment period will have coverage the first day of the month after they sign up. Um, right now, coverage uh, would begin uh, July 1st. I also want to call people's attention to the new legislation that was signed by the Biden administration. So um, the House and the Senate passed the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which went before President Biden for his signature, and it's now become law. Um, the Inflation Reduction Act is going to help millions of older adults by reducing their prescription drug costs and extending the Affordable Care Act um, insurance subsidies, which is very important. There are a few notable highlights from the IRA, I'd like to call it, that um, helps to eliminate the costs for Medicare beneficiaries. So Medicare will be able to negotiate drug prices and cap out-of-pocket costs to $2,000. It'll also limit out-of-pocket spending on insulin products covered by Medicare Part D as in David prescription drug plans, reducing them to $35 per month um, per drug, which is huge uh, since insulin can cost thousands and thousands of dollars per year. This legislation also helps to lower the Affordable Care Act's healthcare premiums for millions of Americans. And then um, I'd also like to share that there are tiers of how this new legislation and its benefits are going to be phased in over uh, the next five or six years. So again, just starting in 2023, the legislation is gonna place new limits on drug price increases uh, reducing the out-of-pocket costs to individuals who have to take insulin down to $35. And then lastly, next year, starting in 2023, there's going to be a zero vaccine cost sharing, which means that all vaccines are going to be free for Medicare beneficiaries, which is the only population now for which vaccines are not already free. And wow, I mean, there's such a long list here. Is there some place where beneficiaries can learn about these new provisions? Yes, uh, Medicare.gov is one site. Congress.gov, if people are interested in learning more about the Inflation Reduction Act, which is HR 5376. 
they can visit congress.gov for that specific information. Okay. Mary Beth, do you have anything to add to about new provisions in Medicare for 2023? Michelle totally covered my list. I would have been <laughs> raising the month's supply of insulin products, um, the vaccines, um, and and also, you know, just to be looking for supplemental benefits um, that the plans um, are offering. But Again, the resources that she mentioned at Medicare.gov and at 1-800-MEDICARE and working with their licensed agents or brokers um, will have all that information. So thanks for going, thanks for going first, Michelle. My pleasure. <laughs> you two are, are providing so much information here. So we're getting close to the end of the interview. So I just want to ask Michelle to give a, a quick overview of VICAP, how people can get in touch, whether it's a website or a phone, uh, a phone number. Tell us a little bit about the services and, and, and how VICAP counselors uh, work with Medicare beneficiaries. Absolutely. Thank you, Cheryl. So Arlington County's Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program, also known as VICAP, is Virginia's state health insurance and assistance program. So earlier I mentioned and kept calling out state health insurance and assistance program or SHIP because VICAP is housed under that umbrella of the state health insurance and assistance program. So it's part of a national network of grantees that are funded by the Department of Health and Human Services whereby team members educate and empower and assist Medicare beneficiaries with navigating through the health insurance landscape. There are 54 grantees. We are one. Offices, again, are across the United States to include Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, Guam, and also the Virgin Islands. And team members, which consists of staff and primarily volunteers, um, provide free, unbiased, uh, confidential Medicare counseling to Virginia residents for VICAP. Their family members, friends, neighbors, and also their care partners on all things related to all of the parts of Medicare um, to include long-term care. We assist people with filing appeals. We help people to understand and know what their rights are. Um, and even when they're applying for assistance programs, what they should be looking out for to help to reduce the cost of um, their out-of-pocket expenses. So since VICAP is an independent program that's funded by federal agencies, it's not affiliated with the insurance broker industry. Every state offers their own program, um, and every you know state has their own acronym for it. If people want to find out more of how to get connected to a state health insurance and assistance program. If it's outside of Arlington County, they can look at their local area agency on aging and explore Medicare counseling. So for our program in Arlington County, people can call 703-228-1725. Again, it's 703-228-1725 or they can send an email to Medicare Help, H-E-L-P, Medicare Help is all one word, at Arlington 
VA, V as in Victor, A as in Apple, dot U.S. Mary Beth, tell us a little bit more about Better Medicare Alliance. How does it help Medicare beneficiaries? BMA is a non-for-profit research and advocacy organization um, that engages over 180 stakeholder groups that range from the YMCA to Meals on Wheels to the National Hispanic Medical Association and more than 600,000 grassroots seniors nationwide. And our sole focus and mission is to improve healthcare and ensure um, uh, good health for seniors. And we focus on strengthening and protecting Medicare Advantage in achieving that goal. And we um, do advocacy with Congress and the administration, and we commission research um, around Medicare Advantage. And we, as I mentioned about having seniors being active choosers, we work to ensure that seniors are active and choosers in their Medicare coverage and ensure that they're uh, provided information um, to be able to play that role www.bettermedicarealliance.org. Well, I want to thank Michelle Thomas, coordinator of the Virginia Insurance Counseling and Assistance Program, and Mary Beth Donahue, president and CEO of Better Medicare Alliance, for joining me today. So thank you both. Uh, There's been a lot of good information here. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for the invitation. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mary Beth, for the partnership. Thanks for the opportunity, and thank you, Michelle, for all you're doing um, for seniors. Okay, and to learn more about Aging Matters, you can visit the website, which is agingmattersonline.com. There you can access all Aging Matters radio and TV show content, and of course, the Aging Matters podcasts on Apple and Spotify, which this program will be added to as well. Aging Matters is produced in association with Ink Mouth Media, And to learn more about that company, you can visit inkmouthmedia.com. So thank you for listening to Aging Matters today. And remember, age is just a number, not a label. I'll be back again with you next week. (music) 